Brrrr.
This is the Voice in the Wilderness podcast channel. This is going to be a reading from the St. Andrew's Missal. This is going to be the 22nd Sunday after Pentecost. The introduction's kind of lengthy. There's a point to this. Just try to hang with me. As we have seen in the Breviary lesson through October, we are taken from the book of Maccabees. I'm sorry, are taken from the book of Maccabees. Judas Maccabeus had heard very great things of the power of Rome. A far off countries being brought to subjugation, many kings were compelled to pay yearly tribute. And on the other hand, of the will, willingness of the Roman people to accede to the requests made to them, and of their readiness to ser- swear friendship with any nation that approached them for that purpose, Judas therefore decided to take the step of sending messengers to Rome itself to seek friendship and alliance with its people. The request was received favorably by the Senate, who later twice renewed the treaty of peace first with Jonathan and then with Simon, who had succeeded their brother, Judas Maccabeus, as ruler. Soon, however, the little power... I'm sorry. Good grief. Soon, however, the little kingdom was torn by a civil war, brothers in hostile camps disputing the power between them. One of these thought fit to summon Rome to his assistance. The invitation was accepted in 63 BC. Pompey took Jerusalem. Pompey is a Roman Roman general. It must remember that Rome never gave back what had taken by force of arms. Palestine became and remained a Roman colony, the Senate appointing Herod king of the Jews. This ruler, by way of pleasing the Jews, richly rebuilt and enlarged the temple at Jerusalem. It was into this third temple that our our divine Lord made his triumphant entry into later on. From the moment of this conquest, the chosen people had to pay tribute to Rome, a fact which is alluded to in today's gospel. This incident marks one of the last days of our Lord's life and was occasion when the Master, in an answer full of heavenly wisdom, put to confusion his enemies, who from then on were more than ever bent on his destruction. The necessity of paying tribute to Caesar was more odious to the Jews since it was contrary to their instinct for universal supremacy, the promise which Israel had believed it had received. It followed that anyone who maintained the duty of payment had had public opinion against him. And those who held the opposite view incurred the anger of the Roman authority in possession of those among the Jews who approved of it and formed the party called the Herodians. When the Pharisees thought of driving our Lord to one or another of the horns of this dilemma, it was in order to embroil him 
either with the people or with the Roman power. On one count or another, they thought they could secure his arrest. To better ascertain their ends, they sent him a disputation of Jews consisting of members of both parties. Their disciples with the Herodians, as St. Matthew puts it, to get an answer to the question, these men began by telling our Lord that he knew he taught the way of God and truth without regarding the persons of men. And then they laid a snare before him. Is it lawful to give tribute to Caesar or not? But Jesus, knowing the malice, because he's God, that was in them, answered, Why do you tempt me, you hypocrites? And then evading their attack with the greatest of skill, he asked them to show them the coin of tribute, to force them as he did on these occasions, and to answer their own question for them, as he did always on those occasions to answer their own question. For when the Jews had offered him the denarius of this money, he asked them, whose image is, this, whose image is, is the inscription is this? They said to him, it is Caesar's. As a matter of fact, before tribute could be paid, it was a necessity preliminary to change the money, the country for the coins bearing the image of the emperor. And since a coin is only of value in the country of the monarch in whose image it bears, it was this very exchange that the Jews acknowledged that they were under Caesar's rule, that they had intended to pay tribute to him. Render, therefore, to Caesar, says our Lord, the things that are Caesar's. And then suddenly, becoming the judge of his hearers, he adds, and to God the things that are God's. Which means, since the soul of a man belongs to God, who made, who is made in his image, all the faculties ought to return to him in the senses of paying the tribute of their worship and service. We, saints, we, says St. Augustine, are the coins of God stamped with his image, and God demands the return of his coins as Caesar did the return of his. And St. Jerome adds, let us not, I'm sorry, let us give to Caesar the money which bears his inscription, since we cannot do otherwise, but let us give ourselves freely and of our own accord to God for what our soul bears his glorious imprint of the face of God and not more or less majestic head of an emperor. Bousset says, this image will one day pass through the hands and before the eyes of Jesus Christ. Someday he will look at us and say, whose image and inscription is this? And the very depth of our being will answer God's. It is for him we are we were made, and we bear his stamp upon us. It had to be restored in baptism, of which it is the affected character. But what may become of the divine features what we ought to bear? Catholic soul may be God's image. Be your reason. But if you have drawn in drunkenness, Ambition, 
I'm sorry. If you are drowned in drunkenness, you have sunk it to the love of pleasure. If you have surrounded it by ambition, you have made it a slave to gold and the form of idolatry. You have sacrificed it to your appetites in which you have made a god. You have made it an idol of vainglory instead of praising and blessing God one um, day and night. It is itself praised and admired. And the divine redeemer says, Amen, amen, I knew you not. You are not my work, no longer do you, no longer are you, no longer is in you what I put there. You have chosen to form in yourself in your own way. You are the work of pleasure and ambition. You are the work of the devil, whose works you have done, and whom, by taking as your model, you have made your father. Go with him who knows you and whose promptings you have followed. Go to, fi go to fire eternal, which is prepared for him. O oh, just judge, where shall I be found? Shall I acknowledge myself when my creator has disowned me? It is in this sense we must interpret this Sunday's gospel. One of the last of the ecclesi ecclesiastical year in which the church reminds us of the end of the world. Thus the epistle twice speaks of the coming of Christ is nigh at hand. St. Paul prays that he who has begun a good work in you will perfect it until the day of Christ, since the grace of final perseverance comes from him alone. Again, the apostle asks, our charity may more and more abound in knowledge and in all understanding that we may approve better things. And that we may be sincere without offense until the day of Christ. For this, in for in this dread moment, if our Lord shall in observe iniquities, who shall endure it? But the Lord is the helper and the protector of them that hope in Him. For thee, for there is a procreation with the God of Israel. And we ourselves shall experience this mercy if we are merciful to our neighbor. How good and pleasant a thing it is for our brethren to dwell together in unity, says the gradual, especially since we may be found in prayer in the hour of danger. For if we cry to the Lord, he will hear us. Communion. The prayer in the highest degree of social... I'm sorry... The prayer in the highest degree social and fraternal to which Almighty God is especially attentive is the prayer of his bride, the church. He hears and answers her like Azurus, the king, when as the offering offertory reminds us, Esther, his wife, approached him that he may save God's people from death. And that's taken from the 19th Sunday after Pentecost, that reading. Okay, so the introit is Psalms 79 verses 3 through 4.
If you shall observe iniquities, O Lord, who shall endure it? For with you is propriation, O God of Israel. From the depths I have cried to you, O Lord. Lord, hear my voice. The Collect. O God, our refuge and our strength, who are the author of all goodness, or I'm sorry, godliness, hear our prayer. The devout prayers of your church and grant that we may confidently, I'm sorry, I'm sorry we may ask confidently what we may obtain effectively through our Lord. The epistles is from Philemonians chapter 1, verses 6 through 11. This is the introduction. Perseverance and well-doing is God's gift. St. Paul prays to grant it to the... Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. It's the Philippians. So I apologize. This epistle is from Philippians chapter 1 verses 6 through 11, who have closely united themselves in his sufferings and apostolic labors, whom he loves as Jesus Christ himself. May, the ch may, may their charity abound more and more at the day of Christ, filled with the fruits of justice, that they may, that they may give glory through Christ to God. The, the apostles' exhortation is spoken today to all Catholics alike. Lessons from the um, Epistle of the Blessed Paul the Apostle to the Philippians. Brethren, we are confident that the Lord Jesus, that he who has begun a good work in you, may perfect it to the day of Christ Jesus. As it is meet to me to think that this is for you all, for that I have you in my heart, and that in my bands and in my defense and my conf um, confirmation of the gospel, you are all partakers of my joy. For God is my witness. How long after you, all in the bowels of Jesus Christ, and this I pray, that your charity may more and more abound in knowledge and in all understanding, and that you may approve the better things, and that you may be sincere without offense until the day of Christ, filled with the fruits of justice through Jesus Christ, to the glory and praise of God. The Gradual is the book of Psalms, chapter 52, I'm sorry, 82, 82, verses 1 through 2. Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for the brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like precious ointment on the head that ran down upon the beard and the beard of Aaron. Alleluia, alleluia. They that fear the Lord, let them hope in him. He is their helper and protector. Alleluia. The Gospel reading is the Gospel according to St. Matthew, chapter 12, verses 15 through 21. I'm sorry, 22. Chapter 22, verses 15 through 21. The introduction says, If St. Hilary, 
We rely on goods which depend on Caesar. We must not complain of the obligation to render to him his own. But we must also render to God what belongs to him, our body, soul, and will. The Continuation of the Holy Gospel According to St. Matthew At the time, the Pharisees went and consulted among themselves how they may ensnare Jesus in his speech. And they sent to him their disciples with the Herodians, saying, Master, we know that you are a true speaker and teach the way of God in truth. Neither do you care for any man, nor do you regard the person of men. Tell us, therefore, what do you think? Is it lawful to give tribute? tribute to Caesar or not. But Jesus, knowing their wickedness, said to them, Why do you tempt me, you hypocrites? Show me the coin of tribute. And they offered him a denarius. And Jesus said to them, Whose image's inscription is this? And they said to him, Caesar's. Then he said to them, Render unto Caesar what is Caesar's, and render unto God the things that are God's. The Offertory is the book of Esther, chapter 14, verses 12 through 13. Remember, O Lord, you who rule above all power, and gave a well-ordered speech in my mouth, and my words may be pleasing in the sight of the prince. The secret is, grant to us, O merciful God, that this saving oblation may unceasingly cleanse us from our faults and keep us from all harm through our Lord. The communion is the book of Psalms, chapter 16, verse 6. I have cried to you, O God, and you have heard me. O incline your ear to me and hear my words. The, co the post-communion. We've received, O Lord, the gifts of your sacred mysteries. Most humbly pray that what you have commanded us to do in memory of you may be a help and weakness to those who live. And that is the end of the reading for the 22nd Sunday after Pentecost, which, if I'm not mistaken, was last Sunday. Thank you for listening. I really appreciate it. I hope this is very edifying for you. God bless you. Have a good day. Bye-bye.
Oh,